Folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I'm sitting here with podcast host Jefferson Dutton. Yo, 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 yo. All right, and his associate and also podcast host Tim Kalpakis. What, what, what is up? Okay. <laughs> this is smooth Mike, as silk. Mike the Hand Bopper had to uh, take <laughs> wow. off tonight, so I'm your host, Julian Chalazzo. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought of the smoothest name <laughs> We're going to have a real fun time here We're going to talk about movies We're going to talk about friendship <laughs> Fellas, what's on your mind? What's going on? Oh, uh, here, uh, I'm uh, Alessandro Velvetino And uh, I'm just kind of hanging out And me, I'm Damien Chazelle Director of Whiplash <laughs> The director! Whoa. You've had a, quite a career, Damien uh, We do want to get into that a little bit uh, you, you, you really have a, a handle of the medium but first let's talk about hey i'm back from my vacation <laughs> let's talk about hey <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay looks like uh, the big hand bopper's back so i'm uh, gonna sign out this is julian chalazzo saying goodbye i gotta say the big hand bopper, I love him, but it took a while to gr- uh, grow on me. But the Julian <laughs> Chalazzo, he's great. This guy is fantastic. I liked him. Instantly likable. The charm wow. on this guy. Okay, maybe we'll have him back. I just didn't know if uh, he'd want to stick around for a whole episode. <laughs> I don't know if we can afford him. Yeah. It's tough to have Julian Chalazzo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we Post- said get out of here, Julian. Um, well, he's great. Um, he was great. Him. Great. Uh, apparently, kid. <laughs> That's right. I was scared half to death. <laughs> okay, so it's come to this. We are we are doing the Sopranos movie. Yeah, yeah, we are. the The little boy in Newark. We we love the Sopranos. We talk about it on the show. We talk about the Peshkipshij, uh-huh. and then we we gave the world a little bit of time to watch this movie, so we can be kind of spoily. Yep. Right. And you know more so more so than spoiling the movie, like you know, you should watch The Sopranos, and this is gonna it's got some Sopranos spoilers in it. Spoilers yep. abound, I think, for this whole episode. Just if you're listening, yes, uh, we're gonna be talking about the movie. We're gonna talk about the TV show where there was a big spoiler. And now for you two, though, mm-hmm. I'm only still in season two, so we cannot spoil things past that. Let, you got it. That sounds good. Let's talk about that spoiler though, because we thought long and hard about do oh. we watch this with Mike and I halfway through the season through the series. Wait, so, Mike, you're you're in season two. Jeff, you're where? Four. Christopher just got shot up by those little two goons. Oh, those little two goons. Yeah. So. Yeah, this was, I was conflicted. I watched this film first. I've seen yeah. it a couple times now. And then I texted you guys <laughs> and, and any patrons listening who know The Sopranos. Imagine my dilemma. Mm. My two friends haven't finished the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I watch Many Saints and right away, Christopher's doing, spoiler alert, uh, yep. Christopher's yep. doing the VO and he says, or you see his gravestone. He died in 2007. So you're like, oh no, Christopher's dead. And then he's like, yeah, I'm dead. And then he flat out blurts out, Tony strangled me to death. Yeah. Strangled me to death. You know what? Because you, you were saying, like, if you just don't watch the first minute, 
you'll be fine. But then you were like, oh, it comes up a lot more in the movie. Yeah. If I didn't watch that first minute, if I just cruised past it, I don't think I would have noticed the rest of it. But what uh, about at the very, very, very end? Yeah. What the is man it? I went to hell for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, Although but still that you is, might... isn't that a specific quote? He's like, I went to hell for this man. Hmm. 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 The reason I don't think I would have noticed it is because I didn't find it to be a, v- a very engaging film. Oh. Oh, you would, have, you would have just checked out. I think I just probably would have like, like would have glossed over me in a way like I wasn't uh, analyzing every little thing. Okay, so Mike, you, uh, I watched it. I texted you guys, "Hey, it's spoily, but uh, if you want to watch it, we'll we'll watch it." So then, and I re I watched it. Jeff's first viewing was my second viewing, mm-hmm. um, and that was helpful to notice some more stuff. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether it swayed me at all to like the film anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, it just it, at least like helped me realize something. Because, you know, like, I don't know, on a first viewing of a movie like this, I'm only just judging, like, does that guy really sound like the original guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so much just to look at and get lost in that I felt like I missed half the movie the first time. It it's, it's totally was like I was seeing the Tony as a very young kid. Well, it's not really... The movie's not even about how Tony came to be. Uh, but you're watching it, and the whole time I was like, wait, I thought we're going to see more of, like, older Tony. <laughs> yeah. So, but isn't that interesting? Like, so this is what the kind of discourse has been the last couple of weeks about this movie, is, like, don't you think that that was a bait and switch that they... Yeah, the sure. The teaser trailer was, like, eh, them young Tony, eh. And then the, the, the posters and billboards around L.A. said... Who made, Who Tony, made Soprano. Tony Soprano? Yeah. And you're like, oh, so they weren't saying, <laughs> they were like, how can we possibly make this billboard be about Dickie Moltisante? <laughs> With, like, <laughs> uh, Moltisanti. And, and uh, what a weird bait and switch. Like, I'm fine with it, but I'm also just like, don't sell it the way you, you know. I would love like uh, you know Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and it's a little offshoot. You could do, you could live in the Sopranos world all you want, mm-hmm, but right. I think that they kind of promoted a Tony origin story and then gave us a Dicky Moltisanti they, movie. They, yeah. they tried to do too much, and you know, you you try to do too much and you don't do anything all that well. Yep. But here's the thing: I think if they did what they did as a series, it would have that would have been a great season of television. Yeah, but. They tried to do it in two hours, and it's like, well, you, you, you didn't quite do the Dickie movie. You didn't quite do the Tony movie. You didn't quite do the, um, the Black Gang movie, and you didn't quite do the uh, Christopher's Mom movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, did, you, did, you did all four poorly. Well, <laughs> didn't uh, Tim, I think you said this to me, IRL or here on the pod, that uh, David Chase wanted to do like a movie about Newark crime stuff, and... HBO said, well, you'll make it about a Sopranos for sure, <laughs> right? Uh, and they were like, yeah, okay. Oh, man, if he had just done like a Newark race riot movie, then we would yeah. have like an actual movie. Right, because he was doing a lot of cool stuff. He was doing cool stuff, like what Jeff was saying, for each thing, but it just wasn't like enough of each. And those plots, I mean, didn't you feel like uh, yeah, it's 2021, mm. you're not going to make a movie that just only about white men. So they they broaden out the uh, characters, but then at the end of the day, it's really sad that it's like, oh, we have a one of the principal characters is a woman, 
and one of the principal characters is a black man and both of those stories ended up just being like these like little red herring footnotes in the Dickie Moltisanti arc mm-hmm. and were just sort of like uh, fake outs they weren't like they tried to give uh, uh, Harold McBrayer this like cool ending but we know that he didn't go on to be a mob boss tony's a mob boss in in 1999 or whatever and that side of it would have been so much more interesting like seeing mob stuff between races i think would have been a better a more interesting movie than like if it were just that movie that's a real race riot that happened in newark if you tell that tale and then oh look silvio pops up or something like that to make it tangential that could be kind of fun I thought the the person playing Silvio, uh, the way he had his uh, like hair combed over at the beginning, <laughs> I was like, oh, I I guess I didn't realize that like it's supposed to be a wig in Sopranos. Well, I think that that was a very funny trolley kind of joke because, yes, if you, I feel like Silvio, little Stevie Van Zandt in yeah. in the show, you're looking at it and you're like, is that a toupee or what the deal? What's the deal? But Stevie, in real life, will not admit to being bald. Like, I've read in interviews where he's like uh, the <laughs> edge from you, too. Yeah, he, always wearing the bandana. Like, in an interview with Rolling Stone, like, five years ago, they were like, why don't you just take the bandana off and let us see your bald? And he's like, are you nuts? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. If I, if I ever lost, like, took this, if I took this bandana off, I, I, like, I needed to control my mane. And he's like, he's been bald since, like, 1973. <laughs> um <laughs> That's but I, I thought that that was, I mean, the actor that played Silvio, we can talk about, but the, the hair joke I thought was very funny that you're saying that when he was in, in like his 20s, he had a big comb over because he was balding. So you're definitively saying that this is Silvio. The character. Yeah. yeah the Silvio, character. Silvio wears a toupee. So you're kind of saying Stevie Van Zant doesn't have real hair. And that... <laughs> Uh, that made me laugh out loud. Uh, just like it's like David Chase telling us that the real Steve Van Zant is bald. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he. I wonder if he got like an okay for that because that's uh, if that's your friend or something, which I'm sure they're friends because they worked on a movie for or a show for a long time. If he was like, hey, I'm going to do this little thing where uh, everyone knows you're bald. Everyone knows you're bald. <laughs> but how funny was that guy's performance? Like. Uh, Polly Walnuts, you're like, wow, that's like young Polly, and, and then yeah. uh, Big Pussy, you're like, whoa, he looks like Big Pussy. Yeah, and yeah. Then Silvio is like acting like he's in an SNL cold open. He's like so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so broad. It was, well, but 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 Silvio in, in Sopranos is so broad too. True. Uh, but yeah, you're right. And for some reason, it works in the show better than the the movie. They the, they vary <laughs> wildly. Like uh, Vera Farmiga, is that my saying that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, playing um, the, Tony's mom was was so good and such a great uh, combination between her and like kind of a Carmela. Yeah, vibe. I thought. Yeah, I thought they did. A, she looked a lot like Carmela for sure, which was so cool that like I think they leaned she, into that. Yeah, like he. She acted more like marrying... Carmela than Lydia. I f- I felt like that was the thing. Like he married his mom. Yeah, yeah, that was that was because uh, I kept being I just kept seeing it and be like, oh yeah, that's young uh, Carmela. I'm like, no, no, Mike, no. Have <laughs> but that to felt pay like attention. But that felt like the good actor version, and also mm-hmm. I think young. Uh, also, I think a young. God damn it! My name recall is all fucking off. Gandolfini. A young Gandolfini. Michael. Michael, Michael Gandolfini. Yeah. Uh, by and large, did great, and uh, yeah. but then there were there, then there were versions that just seemed like um, sketch comedy. And it was ran the gamut and and changed all the time for all the characters. <laughs> uh, v- uh, just going back to uh, 
Olivia. Olivia or Livia? Tony's mom. Livia Soprano. Just Livia. Livia. I said Lydia, and that was wrong. It's Livia. Ah. Uh, she did the accent well. Yeah. Because she sounded like... Because my thing with uh, Livia in the Sopranos series is she sounds like she's doing a Boston accent. I right. think, like, oh, what are you yeah. talking about? Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, she did a good job with that, and a lot of good hand waving, dismissive hand waving yeah. throughout ah. the entire thing. I love yeah, all yeah. that shit. I thought uh, Gandolfini, the younger, yeah. was great. Like he had that same like kind of hunched over, like uh, hulking thing that uh, uh, James Gandolfini does. Yeah, here's the thing that uh, Tim, you and I talked about afterwards is like. He oh, cool, Hamburger. <laughs> okay, that line that, that, that line was very funny, and we watched multiple times. Uh, but the script-wise, they never had him be do anything crazy. He he doesn't get violent until that dude outside the phone booth heckles him. <laughs> and I and think I really he smashes liked... a hamburger in that guy's face. <laughs> I think they're both throwing hamburgers at each other. Eat a hamburger. Um, Eat a hamburger. Well, I guess he's a little violent when he steals the Mister Softy truck, but. But yeah, no, like, man, the, the, we want like young psychopath. I know. Uh, yeah, I think that that was well. Well, I, I've got the two. I've got a f- a few whiffs in this movie. One giant whiff, but but uh, I I feel like one of the major whiffs is like Tony Soprano that we know and love was not no way was like a kid on the fence about if he should be in the mob or if he should play football and he likes to listen to music yeah. and he says far out and then he's trying to go straight and narrow it's like tony the tony that we know is a born and bred gangster and that's all he knows and then when the series start the tv series starts he's the seed of doubt has been planted for the first time He's looking forward and at the next generation of men, and he's disappointed in them. So he's having panic attacks about that. Maybe he's devoted his life to something that won't last. The this movie, tr- like I felt like they wrote to Michael Gandolfini's strengths because he seems like a sensitive kid, and he seems like he's good at playing a, a thoughtful, pensive character. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that Tony that we know was like. Hey, I'm trying to make it to varsity football. I, don't, don't bring me in. Don't bring me any speakers. It's, that's not him. No fucking way. He's a gangster from when he's in kindergarten. And uh, I and if you're gonna make a movie, it reminded me of how disappointed I was with the romancing of young Anakin Skywalker. Yes. How it's just like yeah. I was like. You can't just show young. I'm talking about baby, uh, baby Yoda. Gandolfini. Yeah, ba- like the uh, the the child for the first like half or third of the movie, who's just sort of like looking adoringly, yeah, up yeah, at yeah. Dicky, and it's just like you, you. We needed way, way, way more interaction between the two of those guys than like the two and a half Absolutely. scenes that are supposed to lead up to him becoming like a lifetime. <laughs> That was so like they they stressed it real hard when um when Dicky was like flaking on him uh, because Ray Liotta had told him not to hang out but like yeah <clears throat> it was so funny that there's a scene where Livia's like Dicky you got to talk to Tony 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 only listens to you and then later there's a scene where Tony is like Dicky you got to talk to my mom my mom only listens to you. But like, it's like, I would love to feel that they only listen to each exactly. other and not just yeah. be told right then. When have we seen these people care about each other or not listen to other people? And 
like this is my second of the whiffs, building up to my third biggest whiff. Oh boy, Dicky, what's his name? Alessandro Novik or Nonio or whatever. Nivola. Nivola. Now he's not a bad actor. I thought he was good. I think he's good, but you are watching a man not giving a star maker performance. You're watching a man not knocking it out of the park. He's not doing anything bad. But but like this was this movie is the Sopranos movie, and it's about and it's starring a random ass actor from Jurassic Park. And Oh, that's what he's from. There's a part uh, me and Jeff were t- talking about when he, he's talking to young Tony. He's like, Tony, you got to be a kid. I mean, you're not going to class. You're not doing your homework. Go! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've never, I've never seen an O. O is supposed to be a response. Someone's to something supposed to call explosive. You, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. calls you a jerk off and you go, Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, in the middle of the sentence. Yes, I remember that. Listen, Tony, you got to be a good kid. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's hearing what he's saying for the first time oh Tony's not being a good kid and he, he heard his own sentence and then yeah. reacted to it oh. Tony you're being bad oh. oh did you see this uh this uh article that came out on Nivola today no um, Al- is it uh, Alessandro Nivola yeah so yeah. this is a New York Times article and the headline is Alessandro Nivola put his foot down and won the many saints role anyway Subheadline: When he landed his first major lead in 25 years, he sobbed. I'd been down that road so many times, and the number of disappointments I can't count on ten hands. Which wow. makes me sad because our yeah. whole conversation after the movie ended <laughs> was just like, "This guy is not a leading man." Ouch. Oh. Well, I'm I'm happy for him. That I mean, that's got to be hard. Like, yeah, acting is a terrible lifestyle. Although he's married to like a successful actress and director. Uh, what's her name? She was in like the. She's British and she was in the oh, newsroom. Emily Mortimer. Yeah. Um, he lives in Brooklyn, Mike. You should swing by and say hi. Oh. <laughs> you come to my house unannounced and talk, start talking about a podcast. Oh. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It's funny. <laughs> I'm more laughing at what you just said, not about what I'm about to say. Uh, well, I'm a very funny guy. Yeah. The scenes, the scenes weren't like Sopranos level, like cool scenes where you have to like kind of decode what's happening. It was like, hey, you can't do this. Well, I want to do this. Well, you can't do it this way. Hey, you got to help Tony out. Oh, I'm not going to help, him, but you got to help Mount it. Do it this way. Like it's, it was not. There was no like. The thing I like about Sopranos is you're watching like, oh, he has to do that because yes, now I understand. It wasn't said. There's no crossover. This is a Marvel origin story yeah. about the last possible thing that should have that. Like d- the Sopranos TV series dismantled formulaic storytelling and and mm-hmm. felt like more like short stories and we're just going to live with the characters and it's going to be messy and then we're just doing like it was not written with any nuance whatsoever it had gunplay so my college roommate will be happy he's gonna love it i thought the gunplay was really cool i thought like having no music or and just hearing the gunshots and uh very realistic and when 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 dicky was like punching that one guy like that's my wife don't talk about my wife and then the guy's head explodes and you're like where did that come from yeah Mm -hmm. um that was really cool um but uh yeah, th- these these scenes are very straightforward, and there's. I was just wait. Did I send this to you guys? The um, David Chase's favorite scene from the Sopranos series. 
Um, I, I remember seeing that, but didn't read it. I don't think you guys have gotten to it yet, but but the the headline was funny because it was like Dave. We asked David Chase what his favorite scene from The Sopranos was, and he said, "Well, it's embarrassing because it's one that I wrote, so I feel like a jerk saying this." Oh but yeah, yeah, I remember you saying. When that. I go back and watch this, it's really good, and it's it's Bobby and Tony sitting at the counter at the diner, and they're eating and they're talking about Quasimodo. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Um, well, Bobby Mike, chuckle if you, lot. <laughs> if you haven't seen, I won't spoil it. But <laughs> okay. But it's like it's a comedy just, scene, right? It's a comedy scene, and it's a very it, it's so David Chase because it's like laugh out loud funny, but then it it has a purpose. It's like the thing you're laughing at is Bobby being dumb, and then for concrete reasons, Tony has insecurities about Bobby's leadership, you know. And you're like, that's good writing, where it's like you did a funny scene, and then you end the scene in a new place than where the scene started for for the the characters, you know. Mm. And when you, in this movie, it's just sort of like, like I don't need, I didn't know what the plot was when I was watching. It's yeah. just chronological. Oh, I'm just remembering. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like different moments I liked. The scene in the car where, uh, let's see, Dicky and Tony and his buddy are in the back seat of that. Yeah, uh, and you know the the buddy or the cousin or whoever says something. And uh, Dickie's like, what was that? He's like, nothing, Uncle Dick. And he slaps him in the face and he's like, no, I mean it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Uncle Dick. And he slaps him. No, I meant it. (laughs) You know what what scene was a big deal to me? Did you guys notice a certain Astral Weeks? Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Timmy's favorite album, track one, the titular track, Van Morrison... Yes. Was that what he was listening to on the speakers? Um, no, uh, that was Grand Funk Railroad. Ooh. But there's kind of um, I don't actually know that I liked this sequence, but there's an interesting choice of like the kind of setup and knockdown of how when uh, Dicky and uh, what's the name of his Italian wife or is it Guma? Guma. Guma. Yes, Guma. Well, Guma. they're they're driving and they're in love. And Astral Weeks is playing, and then they go to a restaurant, and they have sex in the bathroom, and they're like having this oh, wonderful right. romantic day together, and then suddenly they're at the beach, and then he kills her, right. and it's kind of right. it's like it's like they button a love montage with a murder, and that's because what does cool. he love more? Thank you, murdering. He loves power. He loves power. Oh. He wants to power up. Well, she also cheated on his ass, even though she's a guma. So, With. Jeff, do you think her death was justified, Jeff? Well, <laughs> damn. Um, no, I mean, at least that's an idea, right? That's not just plugging along uh, a yeah, yeah. boring narrative. That's like a, the up and down of that is interesting. But when things were going well, it was Van Morrison. And that was that's not like music you see in mainstream shit. The, the song um, Madam George from that album mm. was used in... <laughs> Like, um, who's that actress, uh, the comedian from uh, Trainwreck? Uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn made a terrible movie together called like Snatched or something like that. Oh yeah, and it has it has one of those Van Morrison tracks in it, and it's sort of like you can't. What are you doing? You can't <laughs> use this precious music in this. But I, I I was happy to see my boy Van getting paid in this movie. Nice. Also, I think uh, I think she did a great job. Uh, I looked up her name, Gis- Giuseppina. Moltisanti is her character. Just subpoena. She becomes Moltisanti. She's good. She's very good. 
I just followed her on Instagram. I DM'd her last night. Still no response. You know what's funny, Jeff, is that I I follow. Were you her trying as well. to get her as a as a, a guest on the show? Uh, he's trying to get her as a lover. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know if that's going to work. You know, no, she, it's so funny when you seems un- uninterested. Go ahead, Mike. Well, when, when you're when you're <laughs> she seems like, she'll get around to it. When you follow, when you uh, look at someone's Instagram and you see the likes, and the, there's like the ma- the first name is someone you know. You know, when uh-huh. it's, uh, so I was looking. I, I followed her, and it says like it was a picture, a selfie, and it says like Jefferson Dutton, and nine thousand people like this, and then. <laughs> And I screen grabbed it, and I te- I texted it out to a text chain. I thought you were on, but you were not. So it ended up, it ended up looking like I was making fun of you behind your back to Little Mookie B. But I thought, what the <laughs> fuck? I thought you were on the chain. I'll add you to it. Uh, but uh, I was just. It was like it made it look like I was mad. <laughs> I, was, I, I was mad that you did that. How dare he like her Instagram? She'll answer that DM. Just give her some time. It's a big week for her. Yeah. When things slow down. How about uh, Ray Liotta in this movie? Uh, he's he's an intense looking guy these days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think some he's had some work done, <laughs> if I could say that. It was tough for me to watch a guy who's already a huge part of a very popular mob movie uh, uh-huh. in another mob. Like it just that seems like uh, a bad idea. They kind of do that already with Sopranos, though, don't they? Don't they kind of like loop not, in? Not really. Like they don't take huge, like star, like known for like Ray Liotta. One of his biggest roles was was Goodfellas. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. but what was his, his like? Steve Buscemi. Well, he directed Trees is, Lounge. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I guess like it, it is. It is fitting to be Ray Liotta though, because like Sopranos was pitched as as Goodfellas, the TV show, right? Goodfellas with therapy, or yeah, probably. Well, that's the thing, though. But they didn't cast him in Good in Sopranos. You're right. I thought that what I want from Italian American actors is some nuance. And and Ray Liotta, I know you mean Mike, but he did give it to me when he, when when he's playing uh, not the brother in prison, but when he's playing Dickie's dad. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's a loose cannon. The, he's in the back of Satrials, and he's telling a story about a donkey shitting in an elevator, and. <laughs> He does kind of an iconic laugh, like ha ha, and then he goes, and he he shakes his head around like the Gungan King. (laughs) Boss Nass, Boss Nass. Sorry, Boss Nass. And I was like, I was like, that's what I want. Like that choice, you have to be brave. Like Pacino and De Niro and all those dickheads shake their heads around like that. And that's what (laughs) that's what Dicky Moltisanti was not doing. He was trying to act correctly, but he wasn't. Taking the fire swings. and passion Ooh. and the yeah. yeah. I want, hey, I want of, uh, that shit. Speaking of De Niro and Pacino, you know uh, uh, Richie uh, he, April? April. April. He looks and moves so much like um, Al Pacino. Yep, it's so I've great. <laughs> they got uh, Pacino light. Also, uh, Dicky Dicky Maltasanti reminds me of Richie April. Yeah, Ooh. I see that. They got the same teeth. Yeah, and they got the same sort of like uh, indecipherable look. They, they, they're both sphinx-like and Ooh. creepy. Indecipherable look. And they're both like, <laughs> oh! Uh, I thought You're not going, going to back- class? You're not doing your homework? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> going back to... We should isolate that in uh, email. Or t- not email. 
Jesus yeah, let's Christ. email tweet it. Out. Let's email it. Let's tweet email it out. It. No, Mike, we're emailing it. When Ray Liotta comes home and he's having sex with his wife very slowly, I thought that was funny. Oh, <laughs> slow, like, thump, thump. slow humps, and you don't hear and you don't hear her, but you hear lots of Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Um, oh, I was gonna say when when, when Ray Liotta does that crazy laugh, I was admiring that it's a crazy laugh, but it's not his Goodfellas laugh because what? Yeah, one of the the best laughs ever in a movie is that kind of like it's gift all the time when uh, mm. Ray Liotta like the when uh, Joe Pesci is like, oh, what do you mean I make you laugh? Am I like yeah, a clown yeah, to yeah. you? In that scene, Ray Liotta is doing such an iconic laugh, and it I liked seeing that this was a different laugh. He's got two laughs. He's got two laughs. He was like, you know what? I think I'll use the other one for Many Saints of Newark. Oh, two cool. laughs reminds me of my stand-up act. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you, you laughed twice during it? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I liked uh, when Dickie kills Ray Liotta. Yikes. Didn't see that coming. Yikes much. And he's, like, he's trying to like hide it and stuff. And then... It was his wife pokes out the window. She's like, "We're making pork. Cho- I'm making pork chops tonight." He's like, "Okay." She's like, "With the applesauce?" He's like, "Whatever." I don't know about applesauce. <laughs> I don't care what fucking sauce. With with the applesauce, like, get out of here! I'm covering something up. I think it's so funny. I don't know if it's. I mean, I assume people are like this, but for me, it's mainly in mobster movies when people yell at each other like that. Like, you know, when he's like, "I don't care what fucking sauce," and she's like, "Okay." I'm like, I just imagine. That if I yelled at anyone in my life even once, oh, like, yeah. I don't care what's, I don't care. <laughs> like, I've never done that, and I probably never will. <laughs> well, let's start. Yeah, you, let's you do it here on the pod. You can't start now. I think I will. Like, we'll be on the podcast, and you'll be like, hey, Tim, um, I'm, I'm, I don't have um, Aperol, so I'm going to use Campari with a little bit of sugar. I'm like, what the fuck are you fucking doing? I'll shove it up your ass. <laughs> 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 well, uh, so where does this fall in terms of prequels for you guys? We've, we've, we're in the age of prequels. Prequels, sequels, reboot calls. I think the big problem with prequels is... They're bad in general? Well, like the fact that, um, you know, we're talking about uh, 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 Anthony, young Anthony Soprano. They can't really make a choice to be like, okay, let's see him do some fucked up shit because it's like, okay, we have to be sensitive to the fact that like, Tony's a beloved character, is a beloved show. This is his son playing him. We don't want him. He probably doesn't want to, I don't know, portray his father in that. It's just like there's too many layers going on. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I know what you mean. My problem, I don't know if it's prequels in general. Actually, yeah, because I would say Star Wars falls under this. But my main thought, my biggest of the whiffs that I wrote down, Mm. and this is what I... (laughs) When I said to Jessica, the moment the credits rolled, I, I turned to her and I says, the whole reason we like The Sopranos, and Neeler Campbell, dude, also had the same opinion. Mm-hmm. The whole reason we like The Soprano, we have mob movies. We have The Godfather. Sure. We have Bronx Tale. We have Goodfellas. We've seen period mobster movies. What is a thrill of... There's a hard premise and a concept to The Sopranos, which is the late 90s. We're, we're taking the mobster shit and he's we're in the he's he's in therapy and there's video games and there's mm-hmm. a Chevy Suburban and there's windbreaker jackets and there's the modern world, the 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 doom and gloom of a 
old timey mobster aging into the new millennium is the premise of the Sopranos. And that is why it's fun. We're seeing the Godfather in the modern era. And having the, having just the screen time to not do everything in a tidy fashion. Yeah. You know, it's like you get to do this messy, like there's, there's not clean trajectories for all these characters. Cause Tony's not a hero. So you don't set him up like who made Tony or like name checking all these things in the fan service of setting them right. up. It's like, it's a messy story. The Sopranos, like TV was dumb and formulaic. And then David Chase came along and was like, no, this is going to be more like, uh, like kind of like Just short like story shorty yeah. things. And, and 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 it's gonna breathe and it's gonna feel authentic. And then we just got this Marvel prequel that is none of that shit, but specifically like with the time period stuff, like when you're watching Dickie Moltisanti, you're like, We have this. We have a hundred mob movies. Right. We we don't need this. It's it's the same difference between uh like the middle of the Game of Thrones series and the end. Right. Like Game of Thrones was fun because it was just like, wow, there's this sprawling world where everything takes so much time and there's, and the people that you think are going to live are going to die and vice versa. And then as things start to like wind toward a climax, the writer's hand starts to like become more visible and you're like, okay, well we know that these characters are going to make it to the end or like the, the lesser, the lesser villains die on the way to the bigger, more climactic villains. And it just kind of became more like everything else. Mm. Um, another one is like I don't fucking. Know, I kind of liked it. <laughs> my, no way, Michael. <laughs> I like this movie. No, I, I didn't. I, it, it, I, I see the that Game of Thrones in comparison, and I was going to say about the the period and the non-period of it all made me think of uh, Star Wars. Where mm. how cool is it to start a series with a franchise with a New Hope, where it's like we're. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but it's like this, the empire is, or the Republic is like dusty and like Luke's world on Tatooine is like dusty and sandy. And like the, the rebel Alliance is like using gear. It's like all fucked up and repurposed. It's not a modern metropolis. It's gone by, you know, and they're trying like this, there's this evil empire. And then the rebels are like, they have hope for a future that could be as good as the past, but they live in kind of like a rotted out, uh, galaxy. Mm. And then, so then when George Lucas is like, I want to do a prequels and you'll see like Jedi in their prime as a boy, I was like, Oh, that'll be cool. And then you watch it. And you're like, Oh, that's not cool. Cause I like dust the old rusty old shit. And yeah, I like yeah. <laughs> Luke, Luke finding an old lightsaber and learning how to like summon an old religion is so much more fun than just like, yeah, there's Jedi everywhere and they have a council and they have weird moon shaped heads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this shit pisses me off. Oh! No, I know. I just uh, <laughs> wish I was listening that whole time. It sounded like you were making a good point. <laughs> Mike, Michael, Michael, I didn't you, listen. Mike, yeah. you got to pay attention. You got to listen. You got. Oh! <laughs> you're not paying attention to listening oh. Mike I hear that on your podcast you've been slacking off you've been you've been zoning out oh. Oh, it gets more it gets higher <laughs> ridiculous every time it gets oh. it's kind of orgasmic <laughs> um, you know what this movie did that I don't that is not a realistic way of talking that I don't like is when Dickie talks to Tony, uh-huh. when Tony's a teenager, 
And he's like, hey, did you see that new Dirty Harry movie? And he's like, I gotta ask you, do you feel lucky, punk? Like, they do a line from the movie instead of just uh, say, yeah, I saw it and I loved it. I also didn't no like the way young Tony, <laughs> young Tony delivered that in such a sort of like shy, droopy-shouldered way. And I'm like, Tony's an alpha, man. You don't make it all the way into yeah. your teenage years as a little wimp and then become an alpha later? Yeah, right. Yeah. Look at us. Look at the three of us. <laughs> Dude, I'm a fucking alpha dog, and you guys are my little lap dogs. Oh, <laughs> alpha, alpha dog. <laughs> hey, we should do Little Rascals on this uh, blowout. The 90s version? Yeah. Oh, I got something. Music. Ooh. Um, even in the sort of cliche prequel Marvel of it all, I it's fun for me to get to hear. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, but what I liked, I mean, uh, I bring it up to say that was very on the nose. But earlier, there was like an interpolation of that beat, like sort of when the riot, Newark riot was going on, that wasn't that song but it had a similar beat and I thought that was kind of cool to be like... To like kind of like, remind you subtly. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the, the ending with the pinky swear with the dude. You know, I get that like Sopranos... One of the things I like about Sopranos that they're, they've kind of done away with in the season that I'm in is the is the sort of magical realism. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like somebody's daydreaming type of thing I, I really liked that they put serious stock into like visions and daydreams and dream dreams uh, and talking fish and all this stuff like that's a cool thing that i like that sopranos does because it's like very hard-boiled and real but then when somebody when they talk about heaven and hell these characters are being literal right and so I like that at the end you get that little pinky swear moment, even though it's accompanied by the music sting, and I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> but the the beginning and the end of this movie is when they just stamp on everything a little too hard for me. Like, the Chris V.O. is too much. I feel like there was a version that was better without the Chris V.O. being yeah. like, let me tell you about, that's my dad. And that, that's not me. That's the guy who killed me, Tony Soprano. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just a little too much. Um I can't believe Tony to kills Christopher. Ugh. I haven't seen it yet, but Me I knew either. it. I, I knew it you, ahead of time because I Google the family members when I'm watching the show. Uh, and, you know, it was just like, I was like, which one's still? All that stuff you do when you have a sprawling ensemble cast. And then yeah. one of the uh, one of like the Google auto search things was like, does Tony kill Christopher? When does Tony t- kill Christopher? And it, <laughs> it blew it for me. Yeah. So I knew. I'll tell you this. I don't know if it's possible, but put it out of your head because you got a lot of seasons left, both of you. Yeah. And um, and I'll say this. That's a bummer. It's a big spoiler. But as everything with this show, what's great is you don't just watch to see what happens. You watch to enjoy the right. ride. And I'll tell you both this. The context in which it happens is you won't see it coming at all. It's a whole Perfect. thing. You know, it's something. Love it. I, well, I mean, honestly, if we're talking honestly about this show, the first time they introduced Christopher in the series, I said, ah, oh, Tony's got to kill this guy. <laughs> it's the yeah. only way. You're so that smart. This, because that's the only way that this story actually works and is satisfying. Mike, you know all that. Uh, me and Jeff don't really understand, but you know how a story can work. Like, if they introduce yeah. the character this way, it has to play out that way. Yes. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah. God, I wish I was a cinephile. <laughs> oh, it's subtle. It's subtle stuff, but I love picking it apart. <laughs> I love getting in there. 
I'll say it I does would love to, I would love to do my own edit of these, uh, the whole series. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. Just talk yeah. to David Chase. Uh, yeah. He'll give uh, you the I know the you, guys, you guys are uh, Hollywood guys. Maybe, maybe you can get me in there. Yeah, but you're a Brooklyn guy. It, it does <laughs> bum me out whenever Christopher... Whenever Christopher does heroin, I get bummed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they do a really good job of like, oh man, he's trying, but man, he's just got this monkey on his back. It's not going anywhere. I just saw the I episode that where that... they go to, to Sicily and he's like, he sees the holes on the guy's arm. And yeah. then, well, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. With the show, it's like, he just notices the holes. It's not like there's a scene where they talk like, uh, hey, so you're a heroin guy. Me too. I'm trying to get off it, but maybe uh, we should do yeah. it sometime. Because in this movie, it'll be more like, you're using needles, you got holes in your arm, you're doing heroin. Oh! <laughs> yeah. he's a ghost i like that in movie uh, it's another movie too but when like someone graduates to heroin and that's treated with the, the with the gravitas it deserves you know like someone could be a coke and you're like hey careful with all that coke but it is di- <laughs> it's not all drugs and when someone's in heroin that's like that's a different fucking thing mm. according to me it's its own world man Cause you know I like to smoke my spliffs every day. Wow. I like to. You, well, you smoke two joints before you smoke two joints, and guess what, Jeff? Then, then he I smokes sp- two more. <laughs> Sheesh! You do that. You know what I've been? You know what I've been getting into lately is a uh, little. I got all these little tabs of acid, and I've been eating those all the time. <laughs> <laughs> little, uh, just microdosing the day away. Well, yeah, but I usually I microdose, but I had a whole sheet of acid tabs tucked in my shirt, and I went out on a rainy day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That kind of fucked me over a little what bit. What kind of drink do you feel like these days? OJ, please. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Julian Chalazzo is back here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to call it a... We're going to have to call it a day here, folks. We talked about the many saints of New York and, uh, well... That's all we have to say about that movie, The Many Saints of New York. Hey, thanks for having us, Julian. It's been a real time. Good, great. Yes, and uh, as for me, Romero Riviera, I had a bit of a good time myself. We kept it chill, and it went down smooth. Now, Romero, I think uh, earlier your last name was uh, Velvet- <laughs> Velvetino. Oh, I think I was. I think I was Alessandro Velvetino. Yes, yes. Uh, Going by your by your pen name. And I'm still the guy that did uh, Moon. Oh. Uh, was it Moon or well, a departure? The... Yes, a departure. First Man. Your... First Man was the one I did. First Man, the Moon story. Right, right. First Man. Ah, a movie. Yes, a movie I saw on a screener. <laughs> I know the money didn't go in your pocket, but I think you're doing just fine. Hey. Oh, you're watching movies? You're watching screeners? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we've had our fun, didn't we? Yeah, we love a Patron. We love the Patrons, be them big or small. Yeah, well, big meaning the big money hustles would love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, small yeah. being the tip jars, you know. Uh, they're, they're all right. Get, we, yeah, we don't fine. have to go into it. Pull together. We're trying to have a nice podcast here. We don't have to go into the negativity. Sylvia's back! <laughs> <laughs> I say Sylvia. Sylvio. The masculine. All right, folks. We love you, and we're going to have to see you next week. Wee! Good night, ladies. Good night, night. Tony. Tony? Tony, Tony. Soprano. Polly, say hi to Livia. Where's Matt out? <laughs> Tony!
Where's AJ? Why's it? Where's Anthony? Hey, wait! We didn't talk about the prescription. The oh, prescription. geez. Prescriptions. I mean, it's coming to my like the amount of people who told us about the prescriptions in this. Great. Yeah. Great. And just other instances. This whole franchise is a prescription franchise. It really is. It they seems like everyone's talking about. It. There should be like a branding thing with Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. Tony wanted a prescription for his mom, right? He, yeah, he yeah. wanted those drugs for his mom, and then uh, Dickie is like, "I can't. It, it, you need a prescription. I can't get that for you." Yeah. Tony's like, "You can get anything you want." That was kind of that was tough when he uh, was knocking on the door and they just kept telling him to leave, cl- turn the lights off. No yeah, explanation. Yeah, I love that. I like that. You know what that remind me of? You know what's a great scene, and it's shocking that it's in such a big movie. But when Samwise Ganges is walking out into the river. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he's reaching out his hand, and he's like, uh, uh, "Mr. Frodo, Frodo, Mr. Frodo," and and like Frodo's trying to ignore him, and then it's just like, "Oh, he's just like a little puppy dog," and he's just he's he would drown himself in the river if yeah. Frodo doesn't reach out for him. That's a good scene. That's that's good. That's a, Tim. I'll tell you something. That's a good scene. That's a good friend. I have. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's hey. You need a good friend. Yeah. In life. Uh, I haven't seen those in a long time. Maybe maybe a good future blowout. I just watched the first one because I read the first book recently. And, uh, you know, uh, it's fun. It's fun I just stuff. don't know if we're, we're, we're ready to go full nerd podcast. I think that we're more kind of a NASCAR uh, Talladega type yeah. podcast. Heel, yeah. toe, do si do. We're, we're the country NASCAR podcast. Yes. We, should do, we should do country music in one of these. I would love please, to. Please, no. What do we what? have to? Yes, your favorite pop country but, song. Hey, if, Mark if we, it! If we did favorite country song, I think we'd all find some cool shit. Yeah, yeah you would yeah, find would. You'd find some funny shit, too. There's some there's some funny uh, country songs that are like guys being like, Yeah, you know, me and I just like beer. Do, do, do. But I like when you say pop country, I don't want... That's good, because we, if we, if we would just do Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash and stuff, but us having to, to pick like a modern Nashville... Bullshit song. Oh, okay. Well, then we got to say modern because when I think pop country, I definitely think crossovery stars like Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash. You know. Well, yeah, I mean like Dan and Shay and Rascal Flatts and the Florida Georgia Line. That's the shit. It's bad. I would do. I know what I would do. Can you tell us now? No. Because I don't think it fits this. I don't think it fits the requirement. We'll save it for another week. <laughs> Goodbye, well, everyone. We just, if we want to talk good music, say, yeah, any country song. I'll dig, I mean, I, I know. That's going to be a long week. <laughs> folks, we'll see you next time. Bye, folks. Later. We love you. Later.